Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another Espresso Shots episode of T4C. If you're interested in breaking into program management, also known as PM, especially in the tech space, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest has worked as a program manager for the last two and a half years and is currently a senior business program manager at Lyft. But before I introduce you to Emily Cunningham, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's newsletter that showcases upcoming guests and gives you career insights and inspiration to fuel your professional journey. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org, and the sign up box is right there. Now, my pour-over loving, aspiring program managers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Emily Cunningham, a senior business program manager at ride-sharing company Lyft, where she works in the central product management team to enable consistent product excellence by promoting the skill development, the community, and product development standards for all program managers at Lyft. Emily is also a board member of ColorStack, whose mission is to increase the entrance, retention, and success of Black and Latinx students who are pursuing technical careers. Prior to joining Lyft in January 2021, Emily spent a year working at Microsoft as a senior business program manager. It was the talent culture, and DNI team. And prior to Microsoft, Emily spent almost three years at LinkedIn, where she started out working as a small and medium business relationship manager, SMB relationship manager for Sales Navigator, before she moved into a new role as a recruiter to introduce and reinforce LinkedIn's talent brand to Black, Latinx, LGBTQ+, the differently abled, and other underrepresented groups. Emily started out her career after she graduated working as a production planning and capacity management analyst, that's a mouthful, at the Chrysler Group. And she worked on Chrysler's diversity recruiting as a recruiter and a program lead. Emily, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? 
Wow. Thank you so much, Andrea. Yeah, I am very ready to go. Thank you so much for that very detailed introduction of my career. I'm telling you, you've got a very impressive resume. It's like two full pages. I'm like, what the heck? And I mean, you have zigged and zagged and it's been a super interesting evolution for you, which I am excited to dig into in our main time for coffee interview. So our listeners should check out show notes to see if Emily's main time for coffee interview has already dropped. So Emily, are you a coffee drinker? I am absolutely a coffee drinker, avidly so. And what is your go-to? What do you like to enjoy around the house these days? Well, there is a Biscoff flavored coffee by Lotus, which is by far one of my very favorites because I'm a Biscoff cookie lover. And also there is a brand called Red Bay Coffee and they have one called Brazilian Cake Lady, Mm. which is phenomenal. And I love it via a good pour over and my AeroPress for my espresso shot. Okay, you are serious about your coffee. Real aficionado here. I love it. Love it. So before we get into our 10 espresso shots, Emily, for our young listeners who may not be so familiar with what a program manager is, let alone a senior business program manager at a company like Lyft, what is it? Yeah, well, program management is a very uh, grand way of saying I find ways to solve big, complex business problems by making teams to make these things happen. So very much like managing projects, programs are things that are ongoing, consistent, always evolving. Program management is about identifying what the problems are that we're looking to solve, finding an execution plan to solve them, and ultimately delivering results is the the high-level arc I can give there. That is so beautifully said. Even I understand it, Emily. And what I love about that is that, in fact, I posted on LinkedIn about this, about the fact that titles are made up. If you're not in the industry or if you're not at a particular company, why would you know what it meant? Absolutely. There's no way of knowing. And so many words mean different things at different places. So it's always great to clarify what a title means to somebody at a different place, for sure. Great. Okay, let's get into our 10 espresso shots. These are the questions to help our young listeners who might be interested in becoming program managers learn how to get into the industry. So first question, what entry-level jobs, Emily, are available to young people who want to break into the PM world? Yeah, there's so many different ways to get into program management, but the most common titles that I see for people who are just graduating or that are new talent or young talent are things that are like HR associates, associate project managers, APMs, which could be an associate product manager even. There are so many ways to build these skill sets, but I would say project management is the best way to start building out some of these skills. There are so many ways to call it, but again, following the arc of how to solve complex problems and driving their execution are the things that I would look for in the job description. Excellent. What is a useful hard and soft skill, Emily? that you look for in the young people that you hire to do this work? I think some of the hard skills that anybody should try to develop as a program manager is goal setting. And that sounds 
really soft, but really it's, it's a very sharp skill to clearly identify a problem that you're looking to solve and develop a goal around it. And I think also being able to plan strategically is very important for program management, being able to set a roadmap and identify milestones on the way to success is paramount to being able to be a program project product manager. These are very important hard skills. I encourage people to think about developing. And as far as soft skills, communication is king. Being able to bring in stakeholders, communicate at different levels, understand how to identify what pieces of information are important for different parties is going to be really important. And also learning how to communicate things early and often is very important. So building those skills are something that everybody can work on throughout their life. But I would say, again, goal setting, strategic planning and communication are three very core skills to program management. I love that because it's very clear to me to see how transferable those skills are for somebody who's coming out of school, Mm -hmm. whether they studied STEM, which can be all about problem solving, Mm -hmm. or if they have critical thinking from having been a liberal arts major. Absolutely. For sure. And P.S. We'll get into this when actually a little later in this interview, Emily was a liberal arts major. So, okay. What about someone's major, Emily? Is it necessary for them to have a particular major? In other words, if they haven't studied communications, (laughs) if they haven't studied something that would be more analytical, is it a deal breaker? I would say in program management, absolutely not. I would say that the only hurdles to entry into these kind of roles, if you're sowing the seeds, is not being able to communicate well, not being able to demonstrate planning. But like you said, these are transferable skills. These are things that are applicable whether you are studying philosophy or STEM or communications, there are so many ways that these skills can be developed. And I think that people studying any major can definitely consider program management as a career for them. Beautiful. What about a grad school degree? And this is less so for someone who's looking to break in on an entry level and more so for somebody who perhaps would like to get into the C-suite. Is it essential, Emily, for them to have a grad school degree? And if it is, what are the most useful ones to try to think about getting? I have to preface here. I've become a West Coaster. I'm originally from the Midwest, but I have been, you know, born by fire and on the West Coast. And I've got to say that I lean to the way of certifications and other forms of learning as far as greater importance in being able to learn critical skills for this type of work at this point. I think that if you do want to pursue a graduate degree, then an MBA is an excellent way to go for this kind of role to develop that business acumen, those that business strategy thinking. Those are really great skills to have. But I think that is not necessary. It's more about the experience and some of those more intricate hard skills that are learned via things like certifications or, again, just kind of learning in difficult experiences through the workplace. Yeah. OTJ, on-the-job training. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real thing. (laughs) All right. What about life experiences? So those experiences we have outside the classroom, whether it's travel, growing up in a small family, a large family, extracurriculars, what do you think 
are the kind of life experiences, Emily, that are most useful for someone who's starting out in the PM world? Yeah, I think some of the things that make or can help someone identify that maybe this is good work for them in their life experience are things like be it community organizing on any scale, whether it's you're the person who tends to plan the family's vacations or, you know, game nights and things like that, or Mm -hmm. whether you are the type of person who gets involved in extracurricular activities on campus that involves a broad swath of people who needs to get involved or what we call in the business world, cross-functional partnership. I think these are really telltale signs that you'd be well suited for this kind of work. Take initiative to, to plan and get people together and to think about things. And also you're working, you're used to working with people from all over the place and pulling people in from pockets that they might not have known where they were supposed to be plugged into a plan. I think these are some of the things that you might see in your r- real life, your, your extracurricular life as signals that this would be good work for you. So if you find yourself as somebody who pulls people together and asks them about how I can make things better or how I can make this fun, this is probably a good place for you. Awesome. And I think you're also giving some really good advice to young people who may not have done that yet, mm-hmm. but are interested in this field if they are able to demonstrate that they've done those kinds of activities, yeah. that would probably help them as well when they're mm-hmm. applying for an entry-level position. Agreed, for sure. Okay. So, Emily, what, in your opinion, is the best part of being in program management? Yeah, I think the one thing that I absolutely love is the feeling of wow, thanks so much for your work. You're really helping to make this a better place is one of the most accomplished feelings that I get out of this work. I think that in the program management or the programs that I run, they're very focused on bringing people together, helping people to derive better solutions than we had before and making the business run better. And it's just absolutely amazing to hear the testimonies of people saying that this is just such a big improvement and I feel like I can do my job better as a result of this work. It's the biggest gift. Oh, that love. Love that. (laughs) So you get people who are like, oh, Emily, thank you so much. I feel like such a hero. And it's, you know, it's one of those small things. It's like, I know that I'm only a small piece in the puzzle, but to feel recognized like that, to see that people can attach this feeling that they have to a program that I drove is tremendous. So the flip side, because every job, no matter how wonderful, has aspects that are not so much fun. So what is the piece of your current job, Emily, as senior business program manager on the central product management team that sucks the most? Oh, man, this is honestly just a personal dislike. So I'm so sorry for people who love doing this. But everything I do depends on other people getting their part of the work done. So just imagine like all of the worst things about working on a group project in college. And just think about how that amplifies in the business world. So there's nothing individualistic about this role. Like there's nothing that I can do all by myself. I always have to rely on subject matter experts to help me get the work done, which can be frustrating sometimes because if it's not getting done the way that I would have hoped or in the timeline I would have hoped, there is no just doing it myself. So that can be frustrating. But 
what I've learned from that is that I've had to sharpen the skills of being clear on aligning expectations. So making sure that we're both clear upfront on what needs to happen, communicating early and often, making sure that I'm keeping people abreast of what's being expected. And being super friendly with people doesn't hurt also. Oh, that's great. So you're the cat herder. Yes. Herding cat is my, honestly, that should be the title attached to my LinkedIn page, professional cat herding. I think I can even see like the little emoji that would go with it. (laughs) Which is fine because I love cats. So it works out. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) All right. Three final espresso shots. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten, Emily? I would have to say it came from my very first boss at LinkedIn. He said, prove the value and good things will happen. And that just resonates in every job that I've ever had since. If you can show that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, and that you are doing what needs to be done, you're going to get the support you need. You're going to get the resources you need. People are going to back you up if you can prove the value. And that is something I, I have written on a sticky note that lives on my computer. Mm. So it's kind of like if you're sucking it up at a certain point and maybe going through a rough patch, Mm -hmm. you just keep your eyes on the prize, keep doing the work, try to do it really well, and you'll get the help you need. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So Emily, what movies, if any, or streaming shows, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, or books do you think accurately depict your profession? This has got to be the hardest question of all of the espresso shots, because as we've uncovered here in these last handful of minutes, there are so many things wrapped up in this work entails. But I think about in any show that has like a chief of staff, like House of Cards or in any books with about like presidential books that talk about their chief of staffs. The, the problems that are thrown at them are super complex. They don't really have clear answers. It's just like, go, go do it. So it's, it's honestly, this is a really tough question for me to think about also because I'm bad at like naming actors and characters. So. <laughs> but go ahead and watch like an, any episode of House of Cards that involves like the people underneath the president. And those are the dirty, like complex jobs that we're working through as program managers. Fair enough. I think that's yeah. a great solution here. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll include a link to House of Cards in our show notes. There we go. So Emily, final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about being a program manager? Yeah, well, I think one of the cool things that I've loved and that surprised me about the type of work that I do and the level at which I do it is how much power it holds. I've talked a lot about like how people just kind of throw things at me and I have to make it work. I find a problem, I have to figure out how to solve it and all of that, which is all fine, well and good. But I have the ear of the most senior leadership of the company on a daily basis. And I'm acting on the powers of good, of course, but these are, this is role. I give them information. I have influence on how they make decisions. There is just a lot of power in these kinds of roles because I am the ears of business and I have the most insight on what's effective here. So that's been absolutely surprising to know that I'm, I'm a workhorse, but also I'm one that holds a lot of influence. Okay, everybody, be nice to Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Emily, I want to thank you 
so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community. Your job sounds super, super interesting. And I greatly appreciate you sharing some insights about it with our community. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's been a pleasure. And I would encourage people who love to problem solve and bring teams together to consider a job in program management. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.